respect the tempo. Guys, I'm glad you're here for the business stuff. However, if you're into the fitness, the programming, the science and methodology stuff that, I mean, that's how I got into this industry. I'm a coach by trade. I've just ended up in this business category in the past decade or so. Listen, head on over to Respect the Tempo on Instagram or YouTube. I am documenting how I'm using my own created unique belief in fitness called tempo training to prepare me for the 2023 Chicago Marathon. I've created a strength endurance program that I'm I'm experimenting with. I am literally the one of one experiment and I'm documenting the whole thing. If you're into my style of content and you're also in the programming and fitness and, and a different look at strength endurance training, head on over to that Instagram and YouTube channel, respect the tempo. I would greatly appreciate any commentary and feedback you have as a fitness professional yourself, whatever you're thinking, please share it with me. This is all an experiment and I'm looking forward to your feedback and participation. Guys, let's get on with the podcast. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. The typical order of operations for a micro gym owner is to build the foundation of their gym on a weak foundation. Call it, you know, fucking balsa wood, call it clay, whatever you want to talk about, it's built on a weak foundation because that weak foundation is that they primarily do all the work, they grind their ass off, they maybe surround themselves with a bunch of part-time people, maybe one who's like almost full-time but not quite there for whatever reason, and they get to a point where they're doing, making good money, right? So maybe they've been doing this for five years and they're, you know, they've just crossed the $300,000 a year mark, which isn't bad, right? You know, that's that's respectable. But now they're like, okay, I've gotten myself to the point where I pay myself enough, but I am still vulnerable. My number one vulnerability is my lack of staff. It's the fact that I don't have any full-time people. It's the fact that if anything goes awry with my current part-timers, two of them take a vacation for two weeks, two of them quit. You know, one of them gets pregnant and one moves. I'm fucked. I'm back to doing all the grunt work I do not want to do. Here's the general order of operations and how I think you need to solve this problem. Sure, most of us bootstrap and start our businesses well undercapitalized, but we still grind and hustle and we get our, we get through it and we get to a point. And that point is hopefully where the owner pay, what the owner takes and pay from distribution is around 20 or so percent of the total revenue. The owner is probably still performing employee-based tasks in the business. So maybe that owner is then taking an additional 20% in pay as a W-2 employee. So total, you know, let's say they're doing $300,000 a year. At the end of the year, they're taking home 20%, and that could be the profit, and that's essentially their distribution. Maybe they're in a financial model right now where we're not looking to accumulate a ton of profit. So they're taking home 20% in owner distribution. Their payroll is currently at, you know, 40%. So payroll at 40%, so, you know, 20% is going to these part-timers, 20% is going to the owner for his W-2 work or her W-2 work within the business. From there, you have operating expenses, maybe those are sitting nice and lean at like 35%, and then you got taxes at whatever, 8%, 10, whatever number you come up with. So the, the issue here is that at some point, an owner has to get to the point where they're financially happy. Like, all right, dude, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm taking home, you know, 
what is that? Forty uh, percent of three hundred thousand. Like if that's what they're taking home, you know, close to a hundred grand. That's they're probably pretty happy with that. Now they have to take a second and think about, but what's going to get me to the next phase, right? What's going to get me to the point where I feel super confident? Well, I'll tell you what that is, and that's going to be a staff member, right? A full focus, full time person. And if you're like, well, I kind of got someone. No, if you kind of got someone, then you don't got somebody. I'm telling you, for those of you guys that are in this position, this is where you need to cap yourself. So look at what you made this past year. And you're like, I'm comfortable with that. I can live on that. Me and my family will do okay for the next year or two if I don't take home any more money. I don't want to take any less than this, but I'm good at this for the next, let's say, 24 months. And I would say perfect. Because short of some big tragedy happening with your business, this thing is going to continue to grow, right? You're, you know, five years in, we figured out the formula. You've got a good thing going. You're going to continue to see success here. So let's increase the revenue of the business this year and not increase your take-home pay. Instead, we're going to increase the amount of money into the HR department, aka the payroll of the business. And we're going to do that until we can come up with a dollar amount that we believe purchases us top line, like top level talent at a compensation in which we feel comfortable with. They're obviously satisfied with it. And we're able to craft for them a role that brings a high level of fulfillment. This is what a lot of you guys don't do. You get to the point where you make good money. And you hold on to it and you keep, you know, the business makes a little more, you take a little more. The business makes a little more, you take a little more. And you, you're, you know, again, it's nice when you make money. You were broke for a while. I get it. You want to go buy shit and take trips. I understand. But your work is not done. You still don't have a business. You have a job. You still perform daily tasks in the business. The only thing that ever frees you from that is to invest in full focus, full-time people who will do those tasks for you. And in the micro gym industry, I have seen nothing more true than having one to two full-time people that can do the work of six part-timers. I fucking promise you, you have two A players, they will do the work of six C players. And I promise you, those six C players will cause you way more headaches because it's more personalities, more schedule changes, more desires and wants and bitches and complaining versus two ride or dies. Two people to keep happy. And they're like, well, Stu, two people, that's not a big buffer. What happens if one gets sick? Understood. You're going to need a small amount of reserve in either energy exchanges, is which what I enjoy uh, personally as an owner. I like the energy exchange coach. Some of you guys have got personal thoughts about that. You don't want an energy exchange coach. That's fine. Um, then you're going to need a little bit of a buffer for some, you know, some monthly amount of part-time payroll budget so that you can give your people some relief. Or if your coach has got to miss a couple days due to getting their fucking deviated septum surgery, you know, you have some coverage, but by and large, you're in a brick and mortar micro gym. You're not going to see margins probably outside the mid twenties you know, maybe 30 if you're a fucking rock star, maybe. But this is the reality of the situation. And I know so many of you guys have gotten to a point where you're, the business gets you, as the owner, the money you want. But you still don't feel like, you've, like you're finished. Well, if you keep extracting money out of the business for you the entire time, you're never going to finish it. Right? The business is finished when you have replaced yourself and you are now on the business. When you can leave for a month 
and the business makes more money than when you left it. That's when the business is quote unquote finished. Now it's actually never finished. The game is never over, but you have achieved the the highest level possible. Now it's just about making that level high, higher. It's about going from 300,000 to 350 and from 350 to 410 and so on and so forth. But you have got to realize if you're in this situation where you are taking home the right amount of money, then it's time to cap yourself, give yourself a set allowance for the next two years. Reinvest all the new revenue, right? So like, let's say again, go back to all those budgets. Let's say you're gonna take 20% for owner pay. There's 40% in payroll. There's 35% in operating expenses, okay? You're gonna keep your payroll budget at 40%. And as revenue increases, that number grows bigger you constantly reinvest that money back into HR until you no longer have a weak foundation, but you have a strong foundation. Businesses are started by founders. They are grown and maintained by employees. And the faster we realize that, the faster we get to the end state, which is, man, I want to have something that I enjoy, that I still participate in, that I oversee, but nothing that I'm having to be in the fucking grind turning the knobs every single day. I want this thing to pay me for the years of hard work and sacrifice I put into it. I want to create careers for my coaches. Well, all those things only happen with an owner who invests in HR. And if you are sitting here and you're like, I don't have enough money to do so, I promise you, promise you, get on a call with me. Let me look at your finances. And even if you're right, you cannot afford to invest in another person right now, we can put a plan together so that in 18 months, you can invest in that person because it's about like, it's like savings. Like people are like, Oh, I'm not gonna, I don't have any money to save yet. I'm not going to save dude. Even if you have a dollar every month to put away, fucking put it away. And it's the people who can't get past that, that will never have wealth. You're going to be poor forever. Let me repeat this. If you can't start with a little, you do not deserve any wealth, any prizes, any fucking glory. Cause everyone who has something big started with a little. And if you're going to sit there like an ignorant fuck and be like, well, I'm, I'm not going to start saving until I have a lot of money to save. You fucking, what do you mean till you have a lot of money to save? You save money small and incrementally. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put any money aside for my staff because I can't pay a full-time person. I can only pay $20,000 a year. You moron. That's where we start. I'm telling you, you have to start somewhere. Those that are willing to start small grow big. But if you don't start, you never get to finish. You never get to play. So this sounds like you. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. Let's get on a call and let's unfuck this situation. All right, guys, until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.